Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and uh, with me as always to play our favourite guessing game is my dear friend Sarah. Hi Sarah, how are you? I'm alright, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Let's play a guessing game. What has two words in its title, is allegedly fucking awesome, has some very cool people in it, but nobody would know because you can't fucking see it. Women's cycling. Hey, there we go. And um, in particular, what's the what's the coolest, biggest race of the week that you can't fucking see because even though they've got fucking cameras at the fucking okay, finish okay, line. Okay, okay, I'm going to have to time you out on this. You are allowed, officially, three swear words and three opportunities in the whole podcast to be angry about flesh will on, okay? I... This was not. Yeah, no, no the there was no contract. There was no contract before the broadcast. I I believe that our official recording, uh, our standard recording procedures and rules abide. I've not agreed to any terms or, or tie downs, and I did warn them uh, very explicitly last week to sort the shit out. To sort the shit out. Three rants. No, three well, rants. I haven't even started. So like, I, at best, this is like a third of a rant. I, ha- I was just getting warmed up when you interrupted, so it doesn't even yeah. count. It's like a do-over. I really love that race. I, you know what? Oh, I think this you... is this is exactly my complaint. I'm not uh, knocking the race at all. I'm knocking the fucking race organisers and their <laughs> terrible coverage, Let's by which talk... I mean no coverage at all. Let's talk about how great it was first, because it was really fantastic. I mean, I think, yes, of course, the righteous anger is really, really important. And, oh, my God, it was really crap. But let's just honestly, talk about- if there's anything that you can rely on me for, it's righteous anger. You know. But let's just but let's talk about how good it was. Let's talk about how good it was oh. because it was amazing. This and is just your new age hippie side coming out. <laughs> You're just wanting to be happy and celebrate and give everyone a fucking ribbon. And I've sharpened my knives, thank you very much. I'm, what am I going to do with these knives while I wait? All right, fine. Tell me how good it was. <laughs> fine. Oh, if, I'd, was... if I'd actually been better prepared, I would have had a, a whetstone and a knife here with me so that I could just have the sound <laughs> of me sharpening a knife in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know our lovely list. I mean, you know, I think I think if anyone's listening to our podcast by now, they know that the TV coverage is going to be crap, and they know that they'd really want to see it. You know what I mean? It's like I think we should tell them the good stuff first. Is all I am saying. And I'm just saying, like a classic Greek drama, I'm providing the opportunity for cathartic release. Okay. Well, oh God, I love this race. I mean, it's. It's just, it's the last one of the, it's the fourth in the line of the Spring Classics, yeah? Yep. Um, No, sorry, it's the fourth in the line of the Road World Cup. And the Road World Cup this year is nine races. And basically the, the the first four are very close together. They're all basically within about the space of a month, um, you know, in, in the space of a month. And they're just such, they're such beautiful races in different parts. You know, they're kind of almost just different parts of the world, different kinds of racing. And it's kind of what I really love about the, the Road World Cup. It's just, you know, you start off with Drenta, which is, um, you know, uh, man-made hills and, and crazy cobbles and, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, short, and short, sharp climbs. And then you move to Veresi in Italy, which is just stunning, so beautiful. And mm. that's all about, that's all about laps of a circuit with a brutal climb and technical descent you know that's that's probably the most climb the one for the most big you know the one for the biggest for the biggest climbers in the yeah, in the yeah. 
<laughs> then you have Flanders, and I mean, what can you? Ah, the Ronde van Vlaanderen, you know, that's all little short, sharp, the, the pinnacle of Belgian racing, and you know, and then you come to Flesh, and Flesh is a different beast entirely. It's um, about 127 kilometers. It's uh, it's got about 11 climbs in it, 11 or 12 climbs in it, because they do. You know, like how the men have this long run in from um, Baston to Sofui, yeah. and the women skip that. They just don't warm up. So how the women warm up is I think the first climbs after about 10 kilometers and you basically hit these hit these you know these are 11 categorized climbs and in between it's not like it's flat it's like it's rolling rolling yeah, rolling landscape yeah. and it's and it's stunning and you I, I was there last year and the Belgian spring and this is you know this is a different part of Belgium you know Flanders is obviously in Flanders this is like in the far south parts of belgium so you know french we were in proper french territory you know french belgium territory and it's just 11 climbs then you have you know finishing on and having in the middle the murder hui which the murder hui it's just oh oh i want oh my god it's steep and it's narrow and it's 19 percent and it's brutal and and yeah. it's it's what makes a race and and you know, but it's also it's that classic thing that that the women only see very rarely. You know, a couple of times every year with you know the huge crowds lined up and the wall of noise and and all of that sort of thing as well. Yeah. So it, it's got everything that you need to make an epic segment of a, a major race. Yeah, and you know, and so we've had the first four races within the space of a month, and after this, we wait for a couple of weeks, and then it's the tour of Chongming Island in China, which mm. I've got to say, quite a lot of big teams and big riders don't go to. And actually, with the Clembutrol stuff that's happening, you just, you know, you don't. It, it's just, it feels like it's. I mean, that's a very, very different kind of race. Again, that's like it's literally completely flat. It's an alluvial island in the Yangtze. They actually put the profiles up sometimes, and you just have to laugh. This is flatter than Holland. <laughs> and the Queen of the Mountain points is literally when they ride up onto a bridge over the Yangtze River. Yep. Yep. So you know, then then we've got, and then after that we've got. Spike Actually, Hassan's technically, I guess in the same way that the Drentha, we should start calling that a man-made climb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, basically, yeah. the Drentha climb is more natural than the Chongming climb. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's interesting because you know a lot of the big riders, I don't know, they have a kind of tacit agreement not to go. So you're never going to see. I mean, you know, it's going to be interesting whether Lizzie Armitstead goes because yeah, but you know, she's because you know she'd rather be at the Tour of Britain. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah um so yeah so then you know after Drenta we have Spakassen Giro which is German and then we kind of go into the preparation for the world's races at the end of this week which are all kind of the other end of the world cup is all clustered around the end of August you know and end of August with two you know for Gorda for Gorda team time trial Plouet yeah yeah so this is kind of this is a break in this is a midpoint and because you've had to because yeah. the races well, are so the, close to get I was gonna say this is sort of like that that first like this is the tail end of that first peak of of form that that riders are chasing you know yeah, yeah. um exactly. and and once once they've completed this they tail off a bit and and gear up again for for later in the season well, after this, after this, we basically move into stage races, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and and the stage races, they love the stage races, but those are a different beasts, and you kind of, you know, it's not so, you know, something like Flanders or Flesh, you're literally going out from the start, you know, just to finish any one of these four World Cups is 
an incredible achievement. You know, they're really, really strong racers, really just beautiful, you know, and, and, and very special too. You know, each one of them is special in its own way and I love them. And yeah, and it is horribly disappointing. I'm not going to lie. It is horribly disappointing that we don't get to see the TV, you know, don't get to see us on TV, but it's just because it's just it's really really interesting like what happens in it like you know like how people dismiss the the special on as ah oh, la 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 you ride around and then it's one on the moor yeah yeah and it's it, i mean this is this is a point that i find myself oft repeating but you know men's racing is much more scripted in that regard women's mm. racing by its nature from a whole range of things from the um the the shorter distances which i think is a big component but also then the the um breadth of of strength within the women's peloton i think you know there's there's a lot more teams who are serious contenders um and have multiple options in uh in these races um that it's it's a much more aggressive and competitive type of racing and people are much more willing to throw um, shots out there just to see what they can make work. So yeah, I um, I and I certainly found that the case this year with um, well, you know, Jesus typical women's cycling fashion. You know, attacks start almost immediately, and and, and at times the air quote break <laughs> is fifty <laughs> is fifty riders or so. <laughs> Yeah. It's fascinating because so they, so it's in two laps, yeah. It's two laps of the same loop that the men that the men ride, and and again, I mean, I've said this before. I'm going to keep saying it forever. It would be a much more fun course for the men to ride too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. None of this warm up nonsense. Just stick them straight on the climbs. Jesus God. Anyway, so you kind of had your first attack had gone like Yulia Ilink from Biskaya had attacked like but you know she got 30, 55 seconds by the 21 kilometer point and I was reading Tiffany Cromwell's race report on cycling tips which I recommend obviously it's it's she's great yeah, those Aussies yeah. are great Aussies are great Dan I mean all but one Aussies are great <laughs> and, and yes she but saying, we can't we can't be held accountable for our prime minister so <laughs> Well, she was saying that, like, Rabobank started attacking on the third climb of the day. And you kind of, I'm reading it, it just sounded relentless. And they're kind of, the, these hills, they, they're kind of going through the first lap. And they're kind of saying that the front group's 20 to 50 riders. And, and you're kind of trying to work out from Twitter who's in that front group. Mm. But basically, it was your, you know, your, all your race favourites. So in that race, you've got three riders who've, who've won it before. Yeah. Yep. You've got Mariana Voss. Who's won it five times? Emma. Um, so, so she has a little bit of experience in history. She, 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 you could say that she knows how to ride this race. Yeah, um, yeah. Evelyn Stevens, who has won, won it in 2012, and yep. she couldn't end her title last year because of her hideous crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and Emma Pooley, who'd won it in 2010. And you've also got. In this front group, you've got um, Lizzie Armistead, who is having the most insanely good season. You yeah, know, she won. She's, she's gone big this season. Um, yeah, yeah. She, she won. She won the first World Cup run of Andrenta. Yeah, Andrenta, yep. And then she's not been off the podium for the World Cup. You know what I mean? She's um, second in Binder, second in Flanders. Jesus. But, um, yeah. And you've got her teammate Ellen Van Dyke, who won. Um, who won Flanders? Yep. Yep. Do you know you and so you've got and, yeah, and so, Emma, so it's a whole bunch of nobodies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Emma, yeah. Emma there who won Binder. So yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, a front group of, of no one of note. Yeah, and then you've got people like, so last year the podium was um, Mariana with Elisa Longo, Borghini and Ash Mormon in second and third. And now this year they're on the same team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. And yeah. so you've got, so when they went, so we kind of didn't really know. So, you know, you're kind of picking up names, picking up names and going, all oh, right, they're in the front group, where they're in the front group. And when they go over the top at Moor, you've got... Um, Mormon leading over the top, then Pooley, then Armistead, then Lisa Longo Borghini, then Pauline Fran Prevost, former 2009 and 2010 Mountain Bike World Junior World Champ, 2010 Road World Champ, um, Evie Stevens, Ellen, you know, and you're like, yeah, this is, this is, this is fucking serious. And I think <laughs> yes. it's just, an, an, and, and uh, it's got to be a bit of a nightmare too when you're, when you're in that group and you're looking around and just going, fuck it, she's here too. Oh, she's yeah, yeah, yeah. here. She, yeah. fuck. And, you oh. end, and the, other, the other thing that was interesting is when people are going through and kind of listing who's in there, they go, oh, yeah, it's five members of Rabobank, four members of Paul's tournament. <laughs> like, okay, we know which teams are the strongest ones here, <laughs> don't we? You know, oh. and, that was, and that was a lot of fun because, you know, and you've got some individual privateers out there. So Poonie's supported by her teammate, Lisbeth DeVocht. And you've got um, Linda Willemson from, uh, who's been on the podium before at this race from Wiggle Honda. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? You've got this really interesting group. It's about 35. And I say about 35 because once they're into the second lap, again, the front groups, it's like, you know, kind of that washing machine thing. It's that churn yeah. thing where you lose riders on each climb and you gain some when they chase back and then you just literally get back on the chase and then the climb hits. And then hits you hit and the next climb and, and oh, those God. get dropped yeah. again and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, you're literally, you know, you get, you've got this situation where you get like three categorized climbs in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And and it's exactly that thing too, that there are so many, so many people in this group and, and between the various attacks and and counters and and chases and and whatever like and again you know without video coverage it's it's just it's literally impossible for someone to even try and and tweet all of that info out yeah yeah yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's happening so fast it's yeah. Well, yeah. you you, st you start off with like Valet Caretta, of course. You've got all these usual suspects attacking. So you've got Valet Caretta from Ali Cipollini, and then you've got Lucinda Brand, who's who's just attacked in every. You know, that's that's Lucinda's job. You know, she gets yeah. this point, and she just attacks. And she won the Energy Walk Tour from her. Oh, oh, what did she do? Did she do the ton? No, she didn't do the ton, did she? She won the Energy Walk Tour from um, you know, from a from a crazy solo breakaway yeah. in the penultimate stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. You've, you've got to chase her down. And Lisbeth Devocht, who's obviously racing for Pooley, well, I'm gonna just attack like a lunatic because, you know, again, she's a mm, they're fast. Mm. Yeah. And then you had the answer to the question, because before the race, Voss. It's Voss, basically it's Pooley and Voss's first races back of the year. Um, Pooley de Kelderland, but it doesn't really count. And, um, and Voss was saying beforehand, I'm going to be working for my teammates. And what she said beforehand was, I'm going to be working for Anna van der Bregen. And I'm like, yeah, you know what, A, I think there's a lot more people in your team you could be working for. My eyes on Paulina Fran Prevost. Um, ah. And B, um, B, yeah, you know what? Like, people go, oh, yeah, but we shouldn't be looking to Voss to do well because she says she's going to be working for Anna. And I was like, <laughs> all right, so when there's a break of six domestiques and one of them is Voss. <laughs> I, I, love it. I love the way that people... Yeah, I mean, it tells you a lot about the kind of person that she is, though, that, that people take Voss at her word when she's talking tactics pre-race. 
Yes. You know, I mean, she must be like one of the most wonderful and honest people in day-to-day life. But uh, from me to you folks listening um, from from team strategy meetings all over the world, trust me, don't believe everything that you read before no. the race. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and the, the, thing that, the thing that bothers everyone else is that they know that Voss is completely, perfectly capable of playing that one-two for her teammates. They know that she's capable yeah. of working. You think of the GP Plouet in 2011 where Voss pretty much single-handedly leapt out of, leapt out of the second group back, got herself up to the chase group that was chasing Emma Pooley, pretty much single-handedly chased down Emma Pooley and then delivered Van Blurten, Van Blurten to the bottom of the, you know, to, the, yeah. to, the, to, the end, to the end game. You know, she's capable of doing that and she actually really enjoys it. Oh, and so, she, yeah, she absolutely loves it. And and that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, of course, she she may very well do that. But, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't not pay you, attention no, to no. every damn thing. Yeah. And the other thing is, and the other thing is, is that Voss's equivalent of working with teammates is things like in the Ronde van Vlaanderen when Annemiek won and Voss came third. Or in Plouet, where Annemiek won and Voss came third. So it's like she's not got like she's not one of those people who's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to work my heart out for my teammates, and I've you know dropped off by the halfway point because I've given it everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a much more tactical deployment of of skill, experience, and killer yeah. instinct, isn't it? So, so there's, there's, Voss, there's Voss giving it some, and the other thing that's really funny about this is Voss giving it some on the, you know, with some random attacks. She just does that just to warm up her legs. I saw her do this in Lesh last year, very, very early on. She'd kind of started out riding and she was riding at the back of the pack and she's spinning and she's spinning and she's, you know, she's kind of riding in a, in a really high, you know, kind of high gear. So that, do I mean high or low? Fuck. Uh, you know, she's spinning fast so yeah. that she can, so that she can get her legs ready, and then she just shot shot off the front, and it was just Voss's equivalent of warming up. Mm-hmm. You know, some people go on the rollers for hours. Voss just attacks. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So so she's attacking. So okay, and you've got riders like High Tech's Audrey Cordon. Um, got about 15 seconds like before 21 kilometers and then you know it's bit, which is great for Mormon and Longo Borghini and Voss again and you end up with so many attacks that they can't actually that the tweeters can't keep up with it yeah, like it's literally yeah. lots of attacks no one get no one manages it because you know by the time someone's got 15 because the thing is is race radio doesn't give you much information yeah, yeah. and even, even if it did by the time you typed out you know um, that that Cordon's attack gained 15 seconds, um, you know, 21k to go, hit send. That's no longer the truth. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. it's it's changed significantly anyway. So yeah, yeah. So you kind of end up. So you end up with. So you end up with Voss leading over the over the over the fourth client to go, and then you've got Devocht attacking and gaining twenty seconds at fifteen kilometers to go, and then she's caught on the penultimate climb, the Kotzehin Ahin, which was the Queen of the Mountains point, which Pooley leads over with Ferrand Prevot and Armitstead behind her, and then you get on the at the end of the penultimate climb with you know i don't know fifth something like um you know 12k to go something like that yep. linda villanson attacks oh geez which is pretty much the perfect spot for her i mean you know given given that she's um basically uh itt specialist you know 12k yeah. 12k run into the end if if she makes that work then fuck that's that's game over yeah yeah and she's and she's known for, she's ITT special. She has not been, she's been on the podium of every ITT World Championship since 2009. Yeah. Oh. 
yeah. Which must burn. Yeah, yeah. On the one hand, it, it must burn to have not been on the top step of the, the podium. But um, but far out, like just, just being on the podium, every, that's so consistent, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, she is just... I mean, you know, literally five years of, of, of world championships, ITT medals. And mm, mm. I mean, it was a bit, unf- you know, last year she came second. It was slightly unfortunate that the course had been designed by Ellen Van Dyke's big brother. But are you suggesting cycling has a nepotism problem? No, I'm just suggesting that that course, that she must have got that. You know what? The Dutch, she must have been sent that course with the Dutch national team, must have got it first, sent it through and go, hey, Ellen, we've had the map through the ITT course. We think you might be a bit disappointed. <laughs> she must have looked at it and laughed out loud. <laughs> she must have been rubbing her, she must have just got it, looked at it, rubbed her hands with glee, ran out of the house, got on her ITT bike and beasted it down some roads, just well, laughing her head off. You like, know, you know. In, in that case, and I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I can't resist. In that case, I guess she got to come up and set the hands of the hairdresser this week, then, didn't she? Oh my god! Yeah, we'll talk. About, oh, that's not fair. It's not her comeuppance. <laughs> me, Ellen. She's so nice. I spoke to her. She's great. <laughs> so you've got Willemson, and and the thing is, is that Willemson, she's an ITT star, but she also came third in this race in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you've got her. So they're not going to let this get away. And what is so interesting about this is, given that Willemson is not a rider, you're going to let get away. I mean, there's pretty much no one you'd let get let get away at this point. You know what I mean? Out of those, out of those, those. You know, I guess it's probably down to 20 riders or so. Out of those riders, anyone who's made it this far is good enough to get an attack, make some space, and win, yeah? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So she gets, and it's kind of like, and it was kind of going, oh, yeah, she's got 15 seconds. Oh, she's got 35 seconds at 5km to go. Then 45 seconds at 3k to go. Wow. And it's only fell, and by the time she hit the foot of the climb, which is, you know, about 2k to go, she still had 35 seconds. Yeah, which at that point, I mean, I would... I would be, you know, expecting that to stick. Like, you'd be saying, okay, that's it, done. Um, yeah, yeah, except, yeah. Except that the final climb happens to be, you know... The murder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and and the other interesting thing is, apparently, behind the, the Rabo reports, talks about Kasia Neodoma and, and Mariana Voss and Anna van der Bregen killing it on the front. And I, this is the bit that I really want to see, because I'm just imagining a pretty much a Dutch team time trial. I'm imagining Voss and and Van der Breggen and Ellen van Dyke, you know what I mean, kind of working together. They're on different teams, but at this point, they they would have been working together, I'm sure of it, because, you know, A, they they know each other so well, and B, they both would rather... You know, they would would rather risk losing the sprint than to save energy to to you know to to be racing for second yeah 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 and and you know and i can just this is the bit i want to see dan is is i want to see ellen and voss taking turns on the front and i want to see who else was up there because you know can you imagine it like like ellen and voss see i find this i find this kind of to be honest a little bit insulting because you berated me at the start of this podcast for complaining about not being able to see anything and you know, I, you're you're being greedy now, Sarah. You want to see like the last 
kilometer i was i was willing to settle for the last hundred meters i you know hello we pot calling the kettle black that's you know double meters. standards we've seen the last hundred meters we've seen the last 250 oh, meters fucking you know edited edited not quite last 200 meters in a two and a half minute fucking yeah why no, couldn't they show it to me live why couldn't they show it to me live sarah Okay, that's your first rant done. That's no way. That's not a rant. No, that was not a they, rant. No, that does not count. That's if if that's a rant, then I'm going for it. Like if if you're going to call that a rant, then I'm going to make it a rant. Do you really so want to do that? You want to kick off a rant now? Is that what you want? You want me to rant? I'll rant. I will rant. Don't you make me rant, young lady. So you've got the murder feet. It's about, I think it's about 1.6 kilometres long, isn't it, the climb? So you've got, so Willemsen's got 35 seconds as she hits the foot of the climb. And it's actually really, really impressive because she was only overtaken at about 260 metres to go. Mm-hmm. And she's overtaken by this battle between Evelyn Stevens, Lizzie Armit said, and Paulina Fran Prevost. And behind them, there's Norman and Longo Borghini. And behind them, there's Voss and Emma Pooley. And it actually looked like it was going to be between Armistead and Stevens. You know, they're, they're yeah, like, because yeah. you know, with, 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 with Pauline Fran Prevost just a little bit, you know, a little bit off the back. But they're kind of coming up. The moor is incredibly steep, but it kind of flattens out a little bit um, at the top. And then it's got a kind of, well, relatively flat for the moor running, um, you know, with like 50, about 50 metres. And yep. you can see yep. them and you're watching them and, and, and you can just, but just as it starts flattening, Stephen's just, she just, oh, she just can't do it anymore. And she's just falling back. And you're thinking, well, Armistead's got it. But then it's Armistead and Fran Prevost. And she's, Fran Prevost attacked Armistead. And then as it gets flatter, she just gets faster and faster. And she overtakes her, wins her first World Cup. Just, oh, my God. Like, just, oh. And then poor Evie Stevens. So, so Armistead is in second, you know, still not off the podium for the World Cup. Oh, my God. Armistead's in second. Behind them, there's, there's, you know, Stevens is so tired. Mm, mm. And Elisa Longo Borghini has, I think she must have been caught out by the attack because she's just getting faster and faster and she's just hitting it and she shoots past Stevens to get third. Yeah, yeah. So Stevens is fourth. Ashley Mormon is in fifth. Mariana Voss in sixth. Emma Pooley in seventh. Linda Willemsen, she finishes in eighth, 21 seconds back. Then Claudia Hauschler of Liv. Then Ellen Van Dyke. Ellen Van Dyke, tenth on the moor, you know, in top yeah, ten, yeah. second in a row. Oh my God. Which is, is to be honest, that's one of my, my personally favourite results of the whole race because, you know, uh, we saw Ellen really start to take on a leadership role last year when, when um, Specialised Lululemon were. were um, sort of knocked sideways in terms of their plans with, with um, you know, rider injuries and, and crashes and, and whatnot. And um, and so I, I have always sort of had it marked in my head that this year was going to be a really interesting year to see what, what her potential really is as she sorts of um, takes on that role full-time for, for Bowles Dolman. And, and, yeah, so I was just thrilled to see her her hit the top 10 in that because you know uh, yeah a race like this with with 
you know, a climbing race in general, but with the the murder hui being such a big part of it, it's not the sort of race that you you look at immediately and go, yeah, that's that's Ellen's to a T. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't. I would have said the same about Lizzie. I would. Oh right, this must be for Megan Garnier. Garnier. Um, but yeah, I mean, just such a lovely. Um, Emma Emma Johansson really surprisingly out of the top ten and um, finishing mm. off in seventh. But yeah, uh, but you know, as she said, you can't have the legs all the time. And Emma yeah. is has a fantastically consistent season. Like yes. I, I was more worried if Emma could, you know, because Emma's because Lizzie's been great, but she hasn't been riding as many races as Emma by a long shot. Yeah, and you know what I mean. And so Lizzie's got this fantastic record so far this season, but she has targeted her races particularly carefully. <laughs> yes, yes. Um... So you know, it's. But yeah, but I mean, it's it's also really cool to see this this next generation of of younger riders starting to come through. You know, when we've got you know Pauline winning and Lizzie, you know, with yet another consistent um, performance, and then Elisa rounding out the podium. That's a yeah. really really cool. Like that's you know, it's like, ladies and gentlemen, here is your future of women's cycling podium. <laughs> you know. They're all under, Lizzie's just turned twenty five. Elisa, I think, is still an under twenty three rider. I mean, that's mm. something I forget about Elisa. And Paulina's only twenty two. And I mean, Paulina, she's Pauline. She's just had the most amazing. She's. I was so happy for her because I've literally I've been writing these you know these race reports and basically Pauline Fran Prevost attacks has been a a you know one of the standards. It's Lucinda Brown attacks in the early Paulina Pauline attacks later on. Yeah, yep. and. She was out by herself in Genta in, um, she was out by herself in the penultimate climb in, in its own Binder. And she said that she really wanted, you know, she was supposed to be contesting the sprint, but she couldn't because her gears kind of jammed, you yeah. know, her gears jammed up. So she ended up fifth. And she, um, and you know, in run- like crazy at Flanders as well. So. Oh my God. Yeah. And yeah. she was 11th there and she's in the best young rider jersey of the World Cup, which, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's been really interesting and it's it's especially interesting that you know poor rabo we've been we've said this we've been saying this all season that you know their goal is to was to win without mariana voss and and it was nice that they'd won it was great that they'd won with brand in in in, in energy Watch. you know that was yep. that was fantastic for them but it's also i mean my fate oh, so much to love yeah, like, yeah. So well, I, I mean, I loved, I saw, I don't know if you, you'd you seen it, but I saw um, a really cool tweet from Mariana this morning to, uh, that basically said, you know, that she was so happy for Pauline to, to have won that she actually, you know, she was happier for that today than, than she was winning it herself last year, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and- and they're very, you know, Paulina's Pauline's been touted as the next Mariana Voss. Yeah, she's only twenty-two. She well, won. I don't know why people would possibly think that, given that she's really good at road cycling and mountain biking and cross and fucking bike ballet and bike polo and whatever else. Yeah, and she's been she's had a couple of bad. I think she's had a lot of illness over the winter. Like her cyclocross hasn't been going going so well. Last year she was second in the mountain bike under twenty three world champs and stuff. And yeah, and she's the other interesting thing. And I've I've said this before, but Paulina, she's so she's got all these titles. She was beaten for the junior world ITT champs in two thousand and nine and two thousand and ten, and in the two thousand and ten junior European ITT champs by Hannah Solovey. Mm-hmm. And Hannah, of course, was caught for steroids in 2011. Yeah. So it's kind of like, in my head, 
Paulina's, you know, she's got like she's got all these she's got all these junior titles. She should have two more junior worlds titles in my book. I'm sorry, I don't, you know, I'm, that's not, I can't see that you get to your 19th birthday and suddenly start taking, you know. Anyway, I, I have feelings. Um, well, that's your first rant. So, uh. so, so Fernando, she's. I mean, I think it's it's hard for juniors, isn't it? Because you win everything at juniors or you compete really hard in juniors and, and, and you do well in the under 23s, but you literally, you're, you're thrown straight out of the juniors into the deep end, aren't you? Mm -hmm. And you still, you still, I don't know. It's, it's just a whole different thing. You know, it's just a, you can't really compare one to the other directly, you know? Yeah. You, yeah. you go from racing juniors to racing at the, the pro pro level and, the intensity is higher, the complexity is higher, the tactics are more um, nuanced and also more cutthroat. Um, you know, your reputation in the peloton doesn't exist, basically, so you're starting from scratch again, you know, like yeah. it... And, you're, and you're, you know, you're physically less strong because yeah. you're still, you know, you're still growing. And, and, I, yeah. and I, this bothers me. It really, really bothers me that there isn't, that we don't have the same level of, you know, pro-conti. Like, the the boys, the, the guys have under-23 race, you know, specific under-23 development races. So you can ride the under-23 Paris-Roubaix and the under-23 Flanders and the Baby Giro, you know, the, I can't remember, Giro Bio. And... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like so. So it's interesting having watched a rider like Fran Prevost. So for the last couple of years, you could say, "Oh well, you know, she's got some podiums. She's been the French national ITT champion for the last couple of years." But that you might think, "Oh well, she hasn't done that well." You're like, "Oh my god, that's that's incredible!" Given that she's literally just stepped out of juniors straight into Rabobank. So, but this was her. This was her. This was just this, 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 you know, she has worked her socks off all spring and she's such a fun rider. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah. happy. This. My two, two other favorite things I loved. First, the Christophe Ramon photos. He's got two photos on his Instagram. One of where, you know, you can see Mariana Voss coming over. You've got Pauline in the foreground and Mariana Voss coming over the moor in the background with her arm in the air, yelling like she's the happiest girl in the world, yeah? <laughs> and then the next picture is they're giving each other a hug, you know, they basically go straight into a hug, like, congratulations, oh my God. Yeah. And Pauline was saying that, that Voss had given her a lot of advice about how to ride the moor, and Voss's advice was, do not give it everything until you can see the finish line. Yep. Yep. And, and that was, and I think when you, when you see that, and then you watch it back, you know, with Evie and Lizzie, you're like, yeah, you can actually see that happening, because... You know, when they crest it, and that's when she can see the finish line, that's when she just completely kills herself. And Yeah, yeah. And you've got that difference, haven't you, where the woman who finished the race is just like all ecstatic smiles and super happy and bouncing on this cloud of adrenaline, and everyone else is just falling off their bikes and going, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> yes, yeah, the other, exactly. That was fun was they made so they with flesh they, they they have a joint podium so the women have to wait around afterwards to have their podium presentation when the men are finished and of course Valverde won and Pauline Fran has very strong opinions about dopers and especially you know especially growing up in the shadow of Jeannie Longo yeah. and you know she'll go to a race and she'll win and people will still be talking more about Jeannie Longo finishing 11th yeah so they've got this thing at the end of the sports video where Pauline is like 
try you know they, they're wanting her and Valverde to put their arms around each other yeah. and you can see Pauline like I don't want to touch that fucker I, I swear that I, I've watched that a couple of times now and I am 99% sure that they actually did not make physical contact at all during that that you know arms around each other photo yeah. op sort of thing it was just then, arms behind each other but not touching yeah yeah and then and then and then she's like then she's up there with i can't remember which one it is one of those greats of men's cycling cycling and he's like clearly perving on her and she's just like <laughs> just oh god because she's a very very beautiful woman pauline she's one of those people who she's got you know you like oh she's blonde blue eyed da 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 but it's not her physical looks i mean although she's very pretty it's just she's got that amazing smile that just lights her up and you know fun personality and yeah so she's just she's just but you know i can see why pervy guys would be like, ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so what, she do, she do, what do pervy guys sound like again sarah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Guys don't perv on me, so I wouldn't know. Well, I'm, um, sure, you, I'm sure you have more, I'm not, more first-hand experience of that than I do. So I'm not, I'm not attractive enough to be perved on by pervy guys. So um, is that is that? Are you soliciting? I mean, we could no, ask. No, 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 <laughs> um, no. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's your second rant. <laughs> not all guys. Not all guys are pervy, but yeah, some guys yeah. are. Anyway, so. We got to rush, got to because you got other things to talk about. So yeah, so yes, it's a fucking disgrace that it wasn't shown on TV. And you yeah, well, okay, go, right, go, I, I'm going to give you. Yeah. I'm going to give you starting no, from. No, 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 no. You can't throw my rant on top of it. No, go. no, fuck that. You, I'm not accepting a time limit. You already placed way too many limitations on it. All right. First of all, yeah, it's a fucking disgrace that it wasn't shown because same thing as every other year, the fucking cameras are already there. Now, one of the things that I did hear come out from a couple of different people was, oh, yeah, well, you know, the cameras weren't manned, but it's because the cameramen aren't paid, to which I say bull-fucking-shit, because um, I happen to know, having worked previously as a freelance cameraman, that for gigs like this, you charge a day rate, and that means that you're there from setup to pack-up, um, and you're getting paid for the full day. So the only reason you're not manning your camera is because a producer has told you that you don't need to be manning your camera. So it is not an issue of you know pay or or whatever else. It's it's simply the fact of the matter is that someone somewhere made a decision that there was no reason to man cameras and actually provide footage of the women's race. So once again, I'm left with have sharp knives will travel. Um, fuck you, flesh for long. So can I just say split screens as well? I mean, I mean, Yen said. You know, when the women are going up the murder queen and they're showing us, you know, the inevitable doom break when someone's getting handed a bottle. And then and then later and, and then you've got the Eurosport commentators who are being asked by our dear friend Sword Panda going, What the fuck is this going on? And they're like, Oh yeah, but we can't do it because they don't have the, the rights. It's bullshit. Of course you have the rights. It's it's the same fucking host broadcaster you Yeah, fucked. same host broadcaster, same race organizer, so exactly. And I'm just tired I'm just tired of fucking being lied to. You know, it's the modern era. People aren't, aren't um, you know, aren't uh, short of enough knowledge to just swallow those sort of lies wholesale. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just... And then you've got the prize money, which was um, one thousand. Uh, Pauline won €1,128 out of a prize pot of just over €8,000. 
Well, Alejandro Valverde, okay, the women's total prize pot is 8,000 euros. Valverde won 16,000 euros. Yeah. Yeah. Out of a forty-two, and Cyclopunk, I know, I know this this analogy has flaws. So Cyclopunk was saying, um, yeah, um, basically she earned something like eight euros twenty-eight per hour, which is under the minimum wage. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know it doesn't work per kilo, um, you know, and it's like, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. Blah 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 blah. But you know what I mean? But yeah, like, exactly. It still makes a point, and and the point is that. You know, and, and and this is this is part of you know my my bigger thing is that stuff doesn't get changed if people don't talk about it needing to be changed. So you know, yeah. I I take your point. You know, I know I bang on about this race all year long, and I'm you know sorry, not sorry to everyone that we have yet another year of me going fucking flesh on um, every week or so. But until it changes, you know, and the second it does change, I'll be the first to celebrate it. You know. But yeah, yeah. until it changes, I'm I'm going to continue to highlight it and complain about it and be pissed off yeah. about it. And if yeah. I ever meet the producer from the host broadcaster or the the person from ASO who's responsible for for saying yeah nah we we didn't make that part of the package or whatever, I will you know make my point very emphatically to them and not buy them a beer. <laughs> because I feel that strongly about it. That's yeah. that's how upset I am. I will not buy them a beer. <laughs> I mean, we, we so we've got, there is some video you can see five minutes from the UCI, and there'll be about a 26-minute program, which will probably come out next Thursday from the UCI. Yeah, other races. Now, this is interesting because when you contrast, of course, the Flesh Wallon, um, one of the other races that happened last week was the Winston-Salem Classic. And the Winston-Salem Classic is contrasted to Flesh Wallon for a lot of reasons. It's in America. There are only two UCI women's races in America this year. So, you know, very special. And like most of the women's races, like most of the American races, it's got some degree of live streaming. Now, yeah. This live streaming was pretty fucking terrible. I've got to admit, the first 20 minutes of the race, all you could see was, a, oh my God, it was awful. And, you know, and it, you know, basically, if you took out the first half hour, it was great. But, yeah. you know, you're like sitting there yeah. going, okay, so I'm, I'm not being funny. I mean, it's in North Carolina. North Carolina looks like a really pretty place no, to go North to. North Carolina is lovely. I've, I've spent a really, really good time camping and riding in North Carolina. It's gorgeous. It's, yeah. No, it's good. But, but, you know, this is a very different kind of race. This is highway racing. You know, the roads are all... I don't think they went down one road that wasn't four lanes wide. And these are American lanes. These aren't these, like, crappy little English lanes which were built for, you know, horses and carts and stuff. Yep. Or horses. These are, like, cute, you know, big, wide roads, you know, very big and wide and, ah, America. You know, and, and, you know, they're kind of running on a kind of six, eight wide lane thing. And, yeah, argh. And, um... Yeah, but we saw, you know, but we saw it. We watched it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the world's greatest coverage. It yep. was, you know, yep. and but as uh, I've as I've said in the past, as I believe I said on the day, and as I've just confessed, we've got another year of me saying still better than fucking flesh will on. So yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Dear flesh will on, please put me out of my misery and make it better, just so I can stop hearing Dan's rants. Love and kisses, Sarah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you you love my rants. I mean, I, you I know, do enjoy your. You're rants. just trying to play good cup to my bad cop. I get that, but yeah. 
No, um, and and so Winston Salem. It was also interesting because it's like the, the 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 American peloton going up against some European teams. So you had you know United Healthcare and Optum 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 presented by Kelly Benefit Strategy, but they were all schooled by Ali Cipollini, who just rode the most perfect perfect race, and Shelley Olds won. Um, yeah. And the next day they had the crits again, TV problems. Oh my God, some of the funniest things you ever hear is on American crit commentary. Um, at one point, what did they, what were their analogies? They had some really awful ones. They had, um, <laughs> it's like Europe, it's like Eastern Europe after World War Two. <laughs> no one who's in charge. <laughs> I can't remember. Was, was, I've actually blocked them out of my mind. Honestly, I'm, though, honestly, I have to, I would take that over suitcase of courage every day of the week. Oh, I would. They, <laughs> no, no, they, they suitcase of courage too. You know what I mean? They, oh. they, 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 they start on, they just, they had some lunatic things that they said on that. <laughs> and, oh, oh, and, and, I, I hope that one was real. Cause I love that. That's, no, that's like, that was, awesome. that was real. And they also had, um, they're not <laughs> like, being like very late. <laughs> you know, possibly the best thing a commentator's ever said. No, I've told you, I've told you about my Richard Freeze 2011 worlds moment in Copenhagen where the break was like Osama bin Laden in his cave and the chasers were... <laughs> and the chasers were like the Navy SEALs hunting him down and this was just after you know he kind of you know oh, God. What, what, just after, yeah. he'd, uh, after he'd been um, been found in his mansion in Pakistan <laughs> yes Anyway, so yes, yeah, so Winston-Salem, there was also the Ronde van Helderland, which was a race where you basically start off with some Flemish climbs, like four or five in the first 30 kilometres or something, and then it's completely flat. I don't understand that race. Obviously, Kirsten Veeld won ahead of Jolien uh, de Four and Melissa Hoskins. Yes. Um, and it, was also had... first, it was her first podium, um, and as, as she's come as the, the young Aussie sprinter for Orica, that's, you know, good for her. She was yeah, one of yeah. the writers that um, Gracie Elvin told us to keep an eye on when we spoke to her yeah. at the start of the year. So. Yeah, she's, um, mm. she's, she's, there's, there's going to be a time when Melissa disappears off to do track because yep. of Commonwealth. Commonwealth yes. Games, yes. Um, yeah, so what else did we have? We had the BMX, the first round of the BMX Supercross. Um, I haven't found yeah, any. Yeah, so that was, that was the Manchester Supercross, wasn't it? And um, um and true to true to her stated video goals, I believe my dear best friend Caroline Buchanan, she possibly doesn't know that we're best friends, but uh dear best friend Caroline Buchanan won. Yes, and um I was watching the stream live and now and BMX it's one of those things I watch through my fingers because it is super scary. <laughs> but luckily each lap only takes about thirty seconds, so you know, oh. you've only got seconds. <laughs> Oh, I are, you, are you kidding? You want scary, man? You should see the shit that's um that's lined up in cans for the mountain bike. <laughs> I am so excited. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, I'm not not oh taking God. anything away from BMX Supercross, but man, like we know how to put on a fucking mountain bike yeah. event here. This this week, this week, dear friends, um, is uh well tomorrow. Today, depending on which part of the world you're in, <laughs> um, it's the second round of the Mountain Bike World Cup the, um, in Cairns in northern Queensland, and it has the Eliminator, the Downhill, and the Cross Country. And there have been the most extra mountain bike, just, downhill just, especially. Just to help you with your geography, Sarah, um, you might actually want to take notes at this point. Queensland, like Australia is so big that Queensland... 
Um, it, it, Cairns is actually technically not in North Queensland. It's in far North Queensland. <laughs> we have we have Queensland, North Queensland, and far North Queensland, and and it's in the upper part of far North Queensland. So it's basically in the middle of nowhere. It's all it's got, as far as I can tell, is jungle, <laughs> beach bombs, tourists, Great Barrier Reef, and a hundred thousand things that want to kill you. Um, yeah, including all the things that you just listed. <laughs> Australians. Yeah, locals. People who've been born there and kind of... Well, yeah, just... and, and the beach and the water and the reef and the trees yeah, and the... But... Yes. Yeah. Well, the trees! Holy fuck! So, yeah, so, the, the, so mountain biking downhill has the best, in my view, the best set of media of any kind of cycling it's got. Like... You know, and and I've, we've said this before, but you know, you start off with your track walk, then you have your practice day, then you have qualifications, then you have the race, and you know, each each day produces the most extraordinary photographs and videos, and yeah, and so I'm I'm an aficionado, but I have never seen anything like the photos that are coming out of Cairns. <laughs> well, yeah, I I I I suspect that there are a few other mountain bike races that feature quite so much wildlife in their track photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, the, so the downhill track it's, it's an unusual downhill track in that it's incredibly narrow um very narrow in places the mud because this is the rainforest you know you kind of got these pictures the, the race report on dirt of the track walk starts out with this amazing picture of an electrical storm over the ocean which is very close to where the mountain bike um where, where the downhill course is and that this red earth that's just thick and claggy and porridge like and yep. yeah so yep. you know it's slippery as fuck but, you know, and these very, very narrow courses. So you're like, oh, well, there's quite a good chance of yeah. going off the course and landing it's, in the jungle. It's it's red clay mud. So it is very slick and sticky. Um, you know, it's not like it's not like that boggy um, mud that you would get from from black earth or, or brown earth. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. it breaks up into to clods and stuff. This is very like it'll suck your wheels under. But you'll also, you know, if it's firmer, you just slide right across the top of it. It's... Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very difficult, sort but of. Each, I mean, this isn't, it's not even like they were looking for it because every single thing I've seen that starts out with this has got, oh yeah, this is just a snake I nearly trod on. This is a giant <laughs> spider. I've no idea what kind of spider it is, but a spider that's black with, um, uh, with, with yellow, with a big yellow dot on oh, its back. Oh shit, those that's are dangerous. Not, Fuck. I know, that's not a good spider. And then stinging trees. stinging? <laughs> tree dan uh well you know it's a descriptive name let's just say you've heard of like poison ivy or poison oak you know those sort of things that you get in like i don't know if you get them in europe but i i know of them from north america where you know like like if you brush them you get sort of a a rash and you're itchy for a while but you know what we have in england can can i tell you what we have in england we have stinging nettles where if you brush it it kind of hurts a little bit for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, a stinging tree, basically, if you if you brush it, the worst thing that can happen is if if you go if you if you trip on a bit of slick red clay and put your hand out to catch yourself and brush <laughs> a stinging tree, you will have throbbing pain for you know up to five days and a rash and itchiness and irritation for you know six months to the rest of your life. <laughs> Which, to be fair, could be less than six months, depending on how badly infected you are. So They've got a picture on one of the dirt things where someone's like, they're talking about going down this thing and, some, and one of the race organisers go, ah, oh, don't worry about that, it's only yeah. a baby cock. 
<laughs> yeah, Australia, where the the saying "keep your hands to yourself" is not just it's, it's not just a warning to leave someone's girlfriend alone. It's it's actually just good life advice. Now, so yes, yeah, so if you've never watched mountain bike, the one to watch is going to be Cairns because. Yeah, it just is, and it's well, all... It, it, it's absolutely, because, I mean, as Sarah's pointed out, the it's it's tropical far north Queensland, um, and the the local the local gods are clearly angered, and it's time for the annual sacrifices. So <laughs> it's kind of convenient that we've got we've got a downhill mountain bike World Cup on. Yeah. Um, guaranteed that attempts to appease the gods will be made over the weekend. <laughs> it's, it's literally, this is going to be... You know, like, I mean, there are literally out. parts of the track that are marked off, like, for fuck's sake, don't go outside. <laughs> it's, it's yes, so yes, and, 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 normally, and normally with mountain bike, I mean, you know, your average, okay, your average downhill race, it's held in a ski resort, so you've got beautiful Alps or beautiful fjords, or la 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 la, beautiful Pyrenees, and they go up in their cable car and and the and the track on either side is surrounded by people cheering and yelling there's no spectators on these no no because there's no safe place for them to stand you know my favorite part about this whole course though is actually none of that shit my favorite part is that the organizers were concerned that it wasn't technical enough so they've loaded up sections of it with giant fuck off rocks as well they built their own rock gardens. Exactly. Because the risk of sliding off on, on slick red clay mud into, um, you know, some sort of spider web made out of snakes um, <laughs> and being struck by lightning um, before being devoured by a stinging tree and, and, and coming back as a poisonous octopus um, wasn't risk enough. So we put rock gardens in as well, just just to be sure it was a good show. It's going to be all streamed live. There's all the downhill and all the mountain. But yes, I know. Let's compare it to Flesh on. It's going to be all streamed. Now, this is the other funny thing is that in general in these races, when they're showing the downhill course, there's bits that turn out off the camera because they can't, you know, they can't camera up the entire course. Yeah. yeah? And sometimes you're waiting, like in Peter, Peter Maritzburg the other week, you know, you can kind of wait. And, and the fact that the person hasn't come over, you know, hasn't come over the top when you're expecting, because it's very, very fast. So you kind of think, well, that, that camera catches them from A to B, and then they have a little section off camera. And then, you know, normally it whips straight, and, you know, when you're watching yeah, it live, it's yeah, straight sort of into know, that section. Like, like after a couple of runs, you sort of get a feel for, okay, so yeah. it's about one, two, three, they should be yeah. there. Yeah, know. and so Whereas, it's... So it's and, and, and if, if they miss, you can be like, oh, so they're a bit off the pace or whatever. Whereas in this case, oh, yeah, in, in this case, if they miss, it's going to be like, oh, shit, they're dead. So, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know like, what. I mean, luckily, a, a dingo took my downhill mountain biker. I mean, luckily, luckily, mountain bikers kind of relish the gnar and the and the, and the hard. <laughs> Well, just, let's let's just say that in Australia, mountain bikers wearing um, full face helmets and body armor was a necessity, and it had nothing to do with the biking. You have to watch. So Red Bull, I've got a link on our blog, prowomenscycling.com. It's if you're in Australia, lucky you. It's also on TV, live on SBS. It's on, and if you're going, fuck that noise, Sarah. That sounds amazing, but there is no way I'm getting up at 
four in the morning on a Saturday to watch this. I'm sorry, I'm I'm an effete European as I am. I'm <laughs> not going to do it. I know people in Arizona get up at like five. <laughs> I know the Australians are up till four. And, you know, Monique Hanley's feeding her baby and her three a.m. feed. You know, uh, it, it, I know. But if you're one, if you're like me and don't have quite that much love, you can. It's it's not just on Red Bull Bike, but it's immediately archived straight away afterwards. And I'll put a post with all my favourite links and photos and unspiders and yeah. Uh, other races coming up. We've got a mad sprint weekend in, in Europe. Um, GP Liberazione on Friday in Italy. Omnit van Borsele, which has a ticker and a junior race and all sorts of good stuff on Saturday. And Dwarves Door West Hook on Sunday in, in, in I am guessing, Belgium. That With a name like that, yeah, I think that's a reasonably safe guess. Slash, slash, slash. <laughs> I'm so excited about Cairns, <laughs> It's It's pretty awesome. I have to admit, after all the jokes I've just made, I'm going to feel really bad if someone gets hurt. Are you going to watch it? Are you going to watch Are you going to watch the downhill? Can you I'll watch, watch the downhill? I'll watch some of it. I don't know, I don't know if I'll watch all of it, you know, pending, just, pending better just, offers. Just just watch. If you, I mean, obviously, you know, you're a young man about town in one of the most exciting and vibrant cities in the world. So, you know, on a Saturday, you've probably got many better offers. But if, if you know, if you're waiting before, if you're, you know, if it's an evening date or whatever, then um, watch the downhill mountain bike first. OK, well, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But, you know, oh. um, what yeah, else there's, you... there's a whole bunch of stuff that was out during the week, too. It was a busy, busy week. I mean, not least of which, dear Sarah, you got to interview your first doctor, I think. Well, I think, yes. Was it your first doctor? I think it was your first doctor. I've met doctors before. Yeah, but like that you interviewed. I did interview the doctor, Emma Pooley. Mm, Dr. Pooley. Um, uh, who yeah. is now, she has passed. I was a little bit scared of asking her because she was telling me how incredibly hellish it was filling, finishing her PhD in geotechnical engineering. It's like, did you finish? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. am it's an awesome interview. If you haven't already caught up with it, I do strongly recommend. Look, um, it, it's available for download, so find the post on our site, which is Sarah ProWomenCycling.com. Or um, you can visit Podium Cafe, where Sarah has ever so kindly transcribed it for you in two parts. Um, but it, it's, it's an awesome interview, among other things, not least for the fact that, that Emma talks about her, her reduced year. <laughs> Where she was just completing a PhD, running marathons, competing in triathlons, but 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 not not being a top flight pro cyclist for the whole year. So <laughs> her reduced year makes me want to go on holiday just hearing about it. <laughs> I think I think I think I, I Emma Pooley talks more and faster than I do. Yes, but she's won my prize for rider I most want to go to the pub with and start her ranting because ah. she. I'm um, she rants. Oh, I'm sorry, it, Dan. Is it her? She's ruined my ranting. Oh, yeah. right. Well, that's it. This is the beginning of a grudge with Pauly, then, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the other the other thing you should look out for in the future. I also last week. It's not up yet. I'll put it up over the weekend. Interviewed um, 
Annika Todd. Now, we've been talking about Annika Todd since last year's Lotto, Lady, Lotto Bellasol Tour because she's a young Canadian. She's literally in her first year of cycling, of, of racing. Mm. Um, and she, um, and she's come out, she came over for her first ever Spring Classics year. And I spoke to her at length and she's lovely. Awesome. And she told us, she kind of came through. It's just she's, from a complete she's had those article. great vlogs already from earlier in the year. Amazing about, yeah, vlogs. About um, know, meeting Mariana and visiting her trophy room and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And going, you know, getting to getting, you know, pushing elbowing Kirsten Veeld out of the way because you didn't know who she was. <laughs> yeah, which to be fair is the only time that will ever happen. So, she said she said Kirsten she will said, never let that happen again, ever. Well she said she said that she elbowed Kirsten and Kirsten's much bigger than her and a big tracks a big sprinter. And she when 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 she elbowed Kirsten, she, she Kirsten hardly moved. When Kirsten elbowed her later in the race, she like moved, jumped across the road. Yeah. And but, but the thing that I like really, well, I'll, you'll listen to it because she's lovely, but she was saying that how friendly and lovely the women's peloton have been, how good they are at helping out newbies and stuff. It's just yeah. really sweet yeah. to hear. So, yeah, she's got some great stories and she's really funny. Yeah. Um, um, another another interview from the week that um, that I liked was our mate Clara Beard interviewed Evie Stevens on bicycling. Um, I really liked that. Yeah, that was a good one. So worth checking out. Um, um, Clara also interviewed someone else, didn't she, Dan? Did she? Who? You! No, that wasn't an interview. Unlike you, Sarah, she appreciates my rants. I was just <laughs> I was just allowed to rant for like an hour and a bit. It was awesome. Dan, Dan went on the Broken Spokes podcast without me. Yes. Um, well, hey, you set the precedent. You're the one who made this an open podcast relationship, so... <laughs> Deal with it, kid. It's a, it's a poly podcast thing now. Um... <laughs> So yes, yes, I spoke with with Clara and Kyle on the Broken Spokes, and we talked about all sorts of stuff. Actually, it was really interesting because we kind of we we used women's cycling as a jumping off point, but got into gender politics and and social change and and all sorts of stuff. So if you if you feel like I've been constrained by the limited focus of our our particular podcast and want to hear what uh, an unrestrained me sounds like, then um, give that one a crack. Yeah, um, I I got to tell you, I won't give away the ending that Dan wins. <laughs> um, doesn't, there, there, doesn't always have to be a competition, Sarah, but I totally won. And <laughs> um, Clara is obviously always awesome, but Dan and her co-host Kyle had some difference of opinions on um, things like should women take off all their clothes? Women riders have to take off all their clothes to advertise their sponsors' products and stuff like that. Strangely. Dan won. I recommend it. It's mean, on strangely. I mean, jeez. I was being sarcastic. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if if there were, if 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 you were able to bet on it, surely you're betting on me. Of course, of course. That's why I was being sarcastic. Well, you know, uh, I think Sarah, you're you're too. You remember on Twitter during the week how I said you're too nice to be an Aussie spider. Well, <laughs> you're also too nice to actually be sarcastic. So, you know. Don't don't try and play that card. It just doesn't suit you, kid. Okay. Um. Other things. Mariana Voss took a group of random women cycling fans. Not jealous. Cycling not, fans jealous not jealous. Not jealous. Um, not jealous. Not jealous. someone who'd never ridden before. And one of my and there's four videos from the road trip. My favourite one is one of the women going. I thought I could keep up with her. What was <laughs> I thinking? <laughs> I did. There's just something beautifully innocent about it. You know. I thought I'd be able to keep. But the, the thing I would love even more would be, you know, if it was some bewildered guy. 
Well, they did have some bewildered guy who kind of, you know, who'd kind of stop them in the ride to kind of get their photo taken with Voss. And yeah. do you know who she is? Yes! Yes, I do! And, um, yeah. Um, loads more videos, loads more stuff we haven't talked about. Um, in, including um, how you how you too can look like the women's peloton um all on our blog prowomenscycling.com go and have a look at the links yeah. leave us any comments and yeah yeah and thanks for thanks for hanging out with us this week we will be back next week to talk more more stuff with um probably slightly less ranting about the tv coverage of flesh on but no promises Yes, and we'll have, and we promise that after next week, it won't be, it won't, well, it won't be so exciting. We will keep it under an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making promises we can't keep. God damn it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We love you very much. Bye. <laughs> we love you very much. Like, really? know where that came from. I think that's how I finish conversations with my mother. <laughs>